Beat the bullies. Laugh in the face of danger. Fight for truth. Going where no conservative has gone before. It's time for the Kelly Truth Squad with William J. Kelly. The Truth Squad's Week in Review begins right now. Welcome to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly. What a week. I'm telling you, we've got way too much show. And um, I just have to give you a little bit of a teaser here. Uh, that's what uh, that's what they taught me at the International Academy, Academy of Broadcast, Fashion, and Video Games. Okay? Uh, first of all, the knives are out for Sarah Palin. Okay, that could be pretty much uh, any week. Uh, but we have one man who's willing to stand up for her, an award-winning producer and director, Stephen Bannon, with his film about the governor, Undefeated. Okay? That's the film. That's the guest. He's going to be here to tell us an amazing story, and I'm going to try to talk him into uh, coming to Chicago so uh, we can all watch the film with him. Okay? Also, we have... You know, Whoopi Goldberg, she's at it again, charging Michelle Bachman um, and other conservatives with racism. This is uh, just more of the liberals crying wolf, according to uh, another guest of ours, Dana Lash, the editor of Big Journalism. And a very, very big story in the news now here in Illinois, locally, but uh, coming to a town near you, DCFS is essentially taking children from their home uh, homes here in Illinois. And we have one mother who's going to tell a horrific story of how her 14-year-old daughter was taken from a perfectly good home, raped, uh, now she's pregnant, and uh, simultaneously the state of Illinois is trying to shut down Catholic Charities' adoption, okay, because they uh, apparently are not going to conform with um, a new law that uh, has been passed here in the, in the state of Illinois, in the city of Chicago. Okay, so um, and then of course Bill Maher. What would be what would the Truth Squad be without a Bill Maher quote? He's added again, comparing Republicans to the Casey Anthony jury, and uh, disparaging who else but Michelle Bachman. Okay, so um, I have uh, some dating tips for Bill Maher. I uh, ha- if you if you check out the if you've already checked out the column at the Washington Times, you know what they are. I'll, I'll give the top ten reasons why. Bill Maher and Casey Anthony are perfect for each other. Okay, so that's what's coming up. And I should just get right to it because the show's going to be over before I even start. Um, But uh, anyway, welcome to the Truth Squad. As I said, we have a really great new segment called Bill at the Movies. Why? Because I like to go to the movies. And um, I'm I'm a little spoiled now because uh, the last time we did this, we got to see Atlas Shrugged with the producer and director of the film. And now I don't really feel like um, like we should watch any movie without the producer and the director actually just sitting right there with us. Okay, you see how quickly we become accustomed to these these ridiculously high standards. Um, so um, I'm going to run that idea past our our first guest, uh, Steve. Are you there? I'm here, uh, Bill. Thanks for having me on the Truth Squad. Steve Bannon, uh, producer and director of Undefeated. Thank you for uh, for being with us here. And uh, and my God, I mean, what an amazing film! You, you know, I'm going to make you an honorary member of the Truth Squad. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm all in. Dude. <laughs> I'll come out there and share the film with you anytime. I love Chicago. Love the folks out there. And we're going to AMC is going to roll the film out after this weekend. Is uh, that right? Yeah, yes. This thing's coming nationwide, so we're going to get to Chicago, uh, you know, eventually. So it's it's ten ten uh, ten markets this weekend, ten theaters. You know, Orlando, Dallas, uh, Houston, 
uh, Indianapolis, Denver, Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, and uh, Orange Amazing. County. Well, um, you, we've got to after that, but we're taking this. We're going to take this thing out. It's it's highly unusual, as you know, being a film fan, to have yes a conservative documentary in a multiplex theater in July across opening across from Harry Potter. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, in Chicago, Harry Potter is probably considered a conservative documentary. That's the problem. <laughs> um, I think we've identified the problem, Steve. But, um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of good people in Chicago. I know because they listen to our show and uh, they call me all the time and say, what the heck are we still doing living in Chicago? Uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, but here's the deal. I, I, I'm very excited that, uh, that you're opening in all of those cities. We have affiliates in uh, most of them actually. So, uh, but, uh, but the one where we want to do the truth squad premiere, uh, with you is right here in our, in our, uh, uh, the battleground we call uh, Chicago, uh, the battlefield. I um, and uh, we've got an incredibly good, uh, good, you know, crew of people that will that will love to come out and see that, the film love with love you. To come and see it. I think people get jacked up after they see this film. This film was uh, yes, you know, it's very controversial. You saw this week the cover story of Newsweek, which is Tina Brown's. Uh, magazine. Now she owns that in the Daily Beast. Tina is, you know, one of the most important people in American culture. She's really part of the cultural establishment. She has not been known as a Sarah Palin fan. She had a reporter, Peter Boyer, who's one of the best writers in his generation, do the cover story. Okay. Which is very complimentary of of, of Governor Palin. Reviewed the movie, talked about the Pella premiere. You know, talked yes. about her accomplishments and. You know, Lawrence and, and Newsweek has been the magazine in the past that has really gone after Governor Palin, I think, the most. Uh, and, and Lawrence O'Donnell, on, on Monday night on his show, his head blew up. He right. had He had an eight-minute closing segment where he eviscerated uh, the magazine, and he, 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 he went after Boyer so, so badly, so tough, that he didn't even mention, he said he would not mention Boyer's name. It was so bad that Carl Bernstein, the next night on O'Donnell show called O'Donnell out on it uh, for going over the top, and then Peter Boyer was actually on Fox and Friends today to counter. So it's a, it's a, it shows you that the the mainstream liberal media cannot handle the truth when yes. you lay out a case uh, for this woman, which is quite all the empirical evidence is there. Um, they did they go crazy. They just go absolutely insane. You know, it, it's um, there really is something, and so thank you for making the film because it really showcases it. It gives an opportunity for for people who are conservative, who are, or really, I mean, it's so funny that you know we've allowed ourselves to be uh, to be somehow labeled. I consider myself to be just a middle class guy from you know exactly. middle America. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. how I grew up. I the values exactly. that I have, but now. The, uh, you know, now if you, if you play by the rules, if you pay, you know, if you work hard, if you expect to, to somehow be treated based on, you know, the merit of your, of your character, you're considered to be an extremist, a conservative. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that, I don't think that I have moved to the right. I think our country's just moved so ridiculously far to the left. Well, if you look at this kabuki theater that's going on in, in Washington right now, you know, we're watching a generation of Americans uh, be destroyed. The, the younger generation, people in their 20s, are really having their future taken from them. Yes. And we're watching it, and, and nobody's doing anything about it. One of the reasons I wanted to make the film is that I kept hearing guys, you know, I, I did this movie Generation Zero about the financial collapse. Yes. And guys I know on Wall Street and people in Washington would continue to mock the Tea Party, and particularly people like 
Governor Palin and Congressman Bachman, and they would, you know, particularly Governor Palin, about her intelligence and her capabilities. And the popular meme that was out there, the media had set, was that she's a, you know, caribou Barbie, that she's a complete bimbo, and that she's a Christianist ideologue. And the, 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 the empirical evidence, the facts are she's the exact opposite. I mean, she's a woman of uh, tremendous accomplishments and, and very, very difficult accomplishments in Alaska against the, the corrupt political class and big oil. In addition, she's, she was a uniter. I mean, she had Gallup poll ratings, the highest they've ever had in the mid to high 80s, and it's because she put together coalitions of Democrats, Libertarians, conservative Republicans, moderate Republicans, independents, you know, just yes. across the board, and it's 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 they've you know they, it the film is is very illustrative of her life. You get to you know a lot about her and about her rise to power. But as you're watching, a lot of people, particularly at right online, the bloggers, right, you sit there and you go, how could I have sat here and allowed the media really to 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 frame this story about the woman? I mean, well, a lot Steve, of people have come up to me, a lot of people yeah. have emailed me and said. You know, I actually found myself buying into the mainstream media meme, and I'll never and Steve, let it. If we conservatives come out of this film and say, never again will we ever yes. allow them to take one of our best people, okay, and, 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 and to paint a totally unrealistic picture. If, we, if the film does nothing more than that, then it's a, it's a great Steve, and, and you know what? We want to talk, tell people how they can see the film in Chicago. Can you stick with us for another segment? Yes, sir. Not a problem. If, if you want to join us for, uh, for the Chicago screening of Undefeated, go to kellytruthsquad.com and uh, click on that event list. Never fear. William J. Kelly is here. More with the Kelly Truth Squad. After this, this is President Barack Obama. You have reached the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, please leave a message, and William J. Kelly will be happy to return your call tomorrow. Now back to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back, Truth Squad. I am William Kelly and uh, uh, Kelly Truth Squad TV coming soon. We're going to tell you more about that in a little bit. Hey, if you want to join us for the Chicago premiere of Undefeated, go to kellytruthsquad.com and uh, register on that event list, event list at AOL.com. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But, uh, Steve, are you still there? I'm right here, sir. Thank you, sir. You know, this is not your first film. As you mentioned, Ground Zero, um, you know, the Tea Party trilogy in the face of evil. You, you know what I see here? I see commitment. I, I see somebody who not only is a filmmaker who says, hey, there's a, there's, a, there's a dollar to be made on this big Sarah Palin phenomenon. No, I see somebody who's 100% committed, who, who wants, who desperately, passionately wants to tell a story. Am I right? Well, listen, we have to, you're right, as Andrew Breitbart says, culture is upriver from politics. And, and let's be brutally frank, I mean, as conservatives and even independents and moderates, we have very little influence over Hollywood's culture. So I've kind of dedicated myself to, to telling these stories and telling stories about, you know, President Reagan and about Generation Zero, the financial collapse of the country, yes. talking about the Tea Party movement. I made a film about Michelle Bachman called Fire from the Heartland. I've got four or five things we're working on right now that we're going to come out and 
next year. It's uh, we've got to film the last 600 meters that the Marines in Fallujah we're going to come out with. So it's it's those stories are out there. The conservative we have great stories. We just have to um, we just have to roll up our sleeves and, and go make the movies now. You know, this weekend is, is highly unusual. A conservative film has never really been put into multiplexes uh, in the summer. And so, um, you know, I hope everybody turns out and uh, let's support this and, and show Hollywood that we can actually ring the cash register. Because Hollywood is very ideological, but at the end of the day, um, the dollar sure. dominates all out there. So if we can show them that we can um, we can make these things work, we'll, uh, that we'll make more of them. Well, there's no doubt in my mind, Steve, that, and may I call you Steve? Oh, sure, sure. Thank you. Um, there's you no, call me anything but late for supper. <laughs> there you go. There is no doubt in my mind that the that the Tea Party is a built-in kind of get out the get out the vote uh, buy the tickets uh, phenomenon. Much like uh, Mel Gibson with the Passion of the Christ, he was able to kind of go around the Hollywood distribution machine. I think you know. I, I know for a fact in Illinois. I, I I don't know if you know this. I recently ran for Illinois Comptroller as a Republican. Sure, sure. So I've got. Uh, I, we we definitely have the the Tea Party groups uh, throughout the entire state of Illinois, and we will definitely let them know that uh, that the film is uh, you know that that not only is the film in the theaters, but that they have an opportunity to come out and uh, and see and and meet you. This is this is a Tea Party movie. I mean, the, the, that's what's called the undefeated. Yes. You know, clearly Governor Palin has has lost uh, some races. But she is really, if you see the, the, the pop culture beatdown that begins the film, you right. realize that this woman is not just of extraordinarily talented and, and intelligent, she has amazing courage. I mean, she is truly undefeated. And you've seen that over the last couple of weeks as she's, I, I think, started to get her mojo back. And, yes. um, and, and really, I thought last night on Hannity was just terrific analysis of where we stand with this debt situation. But um, it's really the values. The, 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 Governor Palin is a manifestation of these kind of frontier values of grit and tenacity and fortitude and um and that's really the tea party I mean, I, the tea party the working class the middle class of this country they're they're asking very little they're asking governor get government to get off their back uh and to you know to to, to radically cut spending um and to uh and to ensure the future of their children by not uh, not destroying it so it's um this is a very this is very much a uh, tea party film well steve you know you are an amazing guy a great filmmaker and uh and you're being very, very modest, as people like yourself typically are. Um, you served as a surface warfare officer in the United States Navy uh, for four years on a, aboard a, a destroyer in, a, in the Pacific Fleet. You, um, you, you've served, I mean, you, you hold a master's degree um, from Georgetown University as well as an MBA from Harvard. I mean, it's a, you have, a, you have I, I think I'm going to make a movie about you someday, Steve. <laughs> No, no, you wouldn't. That unfortunately be unrated. <laughs> no, I did spend four years on a destroyer in the Pacific. Back, I actually wow. spent some time in the uh, Arabian Sea and Persian Gulf during the Iranian hostage crisis. But that was over thirty some years ago. My my daughter, just uh, my oldest daughter, just graduated from West Point. She's actually uh, fighting with the hundred first over in Iraq right now. Wow. So it's um, we've we've you know we've been involved in over in the Middle East for 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 many many years. Yes. And, uh, and hopefully that uh, through everybody's prayers, et cetera, that our troops will be coming home at some point. Well, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you truly are a hero. I mean, you're my hero, and, and, I, and I, I appreciate what you're doing. It's, um, it's amazing that we as conservatives have allowed ourselves to be so discriminated against in our own country. And, and then uh, on top of it... But to you be, know what it yeah. is? We've, built, we've allowed it to happen. I think yes. one of the things I'm making this film, and you're going to have Dana... Lesh on next, and Dana yes. was one of the stars of my film, uh, Fire from the Heartland. 
we need to, you know, Dana Lash does not take any prisoners. She's yes. not going to back down from anybody. And I think we need to, and by the way, we need to do it civilly like Dana does. With it. She's sure. incredibly classy, very articulate, you know, obviously a beautiful woman. You see her on CNN all the time or on her radio show. Yes. But Dana Lash, Michelle Bachman, Governor Palin will right. not take any prisoners. They will not back down. And, uh, and I think people got to take more of their lead. I think it's, I think we got to be more civil sometimes in our debate, but we, we well, conservatives have allowed themselves yes. to get into this cultural bind, and it's time to start punching back in that regard. Well, I mean, we if absolutely. you look at Governor Palin, we should never allow again the mainstream media to be able to take one of our really great young leaders and, and make a character a caricature of it. That's what, we, what, that's what we're allowed to do. I mean, I'm right. a free market capitalist. I think when things happen, it's because people didn't stand up and do something. So she's been out there on her own. She's fought this fight. You know whether she runs for president or not is her decision. Right. Uh, I clearly hope if she doesn't run for president that the, her spirit yes. and her involvement is involved in this primary. But uh, that's why I think when people come and see this movie, they'll one that I think they'll learn a lot about Governor Palin and be very energized. But yes. the others, I think they'll ask themselves, how did this happen? How do we let this happen? And we can never allow it to happen again. You know, it, it's um, it's so incredibly. My gosh, uh, therapeutic, I guess, is really the word uh, to hear you say that as a filmmaker, you know, in Chicago, I have a production company. We produce TV, radio, um, and it it has been truly a uh, it's like living under occupation, trying to produce, <laughs> you know, trying to produce a show. I've had, you know, t- and I have proof, you know, there are TV networks in Chicago right. that have stolen our business model who have you know right. gone out and tried to destroy our company and, and our mm-hmm. and our projects and you know the weird thing about it the sad thing about it what what actually hits me from time to time is that i take it for granted and mm-hmm. you know it's like somebody you know genuinely- that gets that gets to be the problem you start yes. to have the stockholm syndrome exactly and i think, think conservatives to a degree have had a stockholm syndrome right. i think it's time to take it's time to fight back and, I, and by the way right. we have it you see it all around talk radio is fantastic i mean it's, uh, you know, in cable news, Fox does such a great job, and you're seeing people like, you know, new emerging stars like Dana Lash and Sonny Johnson and Andrew Breitbart, a lot of the guys that write at the big. Um, so it's out there. We've got the talent. What we have to do is support the talent. I mean, you've got to go to these websites. You've got to, when Dana's on CNN, you got to watch, you know, you got to watch these shows. You've got to go to the radio shows. We have to start putting our money where our mouth is and support people. Once people see that Steve? they can start making some money doing this, we're going to get more, and it will build on itself. And eventually... Well, eventually, look, we've got to take back the culture. Yes. You're not going to really and change you know politics. What? I, I, I'm counting on you, and, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Chicago. Uh, you are welcome back on the show anytime, Steve. God bless you. And uh, anyone who wants to join join us and uh, Steve Bannon to see the Chicago premiere of Undefeated, go to kellytruthsquad.com. Thank you, Steve. Never fear. William J. Kelly is here. More with the Kelly Truth Squad after this. Now back to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly. And um, I recently read an article in Big Journalism, bigjournalism.com, about a broadcaster, a very famous broadcaster, who gets paid a huge salary. And I must say, one of the ugliest people in America with one of the weirdest names. And no, 
It is not Wolf Blitzer. I knew that that's probably what you were thinking, and that would have been a good guess. But uh, no, it's actually Whoopi Goldberg, who I I don't ever think about Whoopi Goldberg. I literally have blocked Whoopi Goldberg out of my mind, okay? It's too traumatizing for me, you know, to even think about it. Um, and, is it the um, dreadlocks? I don't know what it is. <laughs> there's something that uh, that scares me. But uh, but there's a I, I do have a little bit of a it is a theory that is starting to formulate that's starting to germ germinate uh, uh, and uh, and unfortunately I don't have like a scientific research staff to go out and actually try to somehow get to the bottom of this theory but it seems to me that all of the really really hot sexy women in broadcast and in uh, politics they're all conservative and then the, you have like these horrifically ugly monsters. Um, on the left. And I, is it wrong for me to say that? I mean, it's the truth, right? Isn't it true? And, um, and um, you know, we do have, I, I, at some point, I think somebody, some, some researcher, some scientist is going to get to the bottom of that phenomenon, but it's not going to be me. So I'm just putting that theory out there. Anyone who wants to run with it, be my guest. Uh, but uh, we do have, just to prove, oddly enough, that my theory is correct, we've got Dana Lash. Uh, Dana, are you there? <laughs> Hello, Dana. Dana, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am. Good afternoon to you. Oh, you scared me there for a second. I thought for sure you were like, what the hell show am I? Have I gotten myself into now? <laughs> um, did you hear any of that build up there? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I, I, I concur. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. Um, well, here is the deal. Uh, I read your column, as I always do, in big journalism. And, um, you know, the weird thing about these liberals and the things that they say, despite the fact that I'm from Chicago, I actually grew up on the south side of Chicago, okay? Um, and don't hold that against me. I'm telling you, being a conservative from Chicago is like that movie 300 minus 299, okay? So, I mean, I, I, I think I deserve a little credit for this, not, uh, but uh, not undue um, suspicion. But um, but at any rate, oddly enough, and maybe this is part of being a conservative, I am endlessly surprised and saddened and confused and, you know, soul searching myself for any possible, you know, uh, flaws whenever one of these liberals goes out and makes these bizarre accusations. And now, uh, well, you know, now I'm really starting to wonder if I or any conservative should have ever taken anything that they say seriously. Well, you can't. It's rhetorical. There's, it's, it's impossible. This particular column that you're referencing, where yes. Whoopi Goldberg uses her platform on The View to go off against Michelle. She joins the, she joins the meat pile on top of Michelle Bachman because Michelle huh. Bachman is making not just, not just uh, progressive women terrified, but she's also terrifying progressive males. But Whoopi Goldberg, her, the card that she always falls back on is her well-worn, laminated race card, because Michelle Bachman signed some sort of family pledge pact, and it, it, initially the pact had some language in it about slavery that said, and I'm quoting it, slavery had a disastrous impact on American fam uh, African-American families, and Whoopi Goldberg was mad 
that anyone would that Michelle that a white woman said something like this, even though our president, a black man, said the exact same thing in his Father's Day address in 2008. But there was no exactly. outrage then. I have stopped listening to what progressives say anymore, except to mock them or correct their facts. They don't even care about being correct. They're so invested right. in their ideology. Truth isn't the goal for them. Winning an argument based on whatever smear they can do, based on whatever lie they can tell, however they can tilt the field in their favor, that's how they want to win, because they have no allegiance to truth, only allegiance to ideology. Wow. It's it's so true. And um, do you think, I I, I get the feeling, um, but I believe this in the past, only to be horribly disappointed, uh, but I get the feeling that finally middle class or, you know, regular people out there, everyday people are waking up to this reality. Are, are you, are you, do you have the same, the, the, are you, are you optimistic that, that, that this is true? I am. And I, I look at the recent polling that's coming about after all of these debt talks, because the president is, is playing a game of chicken with congressional leadership, with Republican congressional leadership. And he had his bluff called. The Republicans said, we're willing to shoot the hostage that we've taken, which is the American debt, since you guys sat on your backsides for two years and neither came up with a budget nor did you raise taxes when you had a congressional majority. Right. And even after all of the spin that entities like SEIU and media and, and Soros-funded Media Matters have tried, uh, despite all the spin that MSNBC has put forth, despite everything that Jay Carney and this administration has done, the last, the latest last news and poll just this morning shows that 55% of Americans do not emphatically do not want tax hikes as a part of the debt deal. This administration has already lost. What this president is doing right now is trying to fight for some sort of some shred of legacy that he can use as a way to manipulate votes coming up in 2012. Exactly right. And um, now in in terms of now you, you brought up 2012. Um, I know that, uh, you know, the probably the single most important thing in the election in our lifetime is this presidential election coming up in 2012. I remember, you know, as a, as a lifelong citizen of Chicago, what it was like on election night when Barack Obama became you know, president of the United States of America, I could actually go out onto my balcony and I could hear the crowds, you know, in Grand Park cheering him. And uh, I have to say, I, I remember thinking it, the, it, this is the end of America as we know it. And, um, and now, uh, and then I remember the very next day waking up and, uh, you know, speed dialing everybody and saying, hey, we've got to, we got to get, uh, get moving for 2012. So uh, here's the, um, here, are you optimistic about 2012 uh, that for, uh, to get a conservative in the White House? I am. And I, I look at the unemployment rate. Our unemployment rate just climbed back up to 9.2%. And we've never had an incumbent win a second term in office with unemployment over 7%. It's never happened. And I don't see how the president can think that they have a shot in Hades of winning a second term when the economy is as bad as it is, when he frittered away the first two years of a democratically controlled Congress where they, they wanted to raise taxes. They could have done it six times when they were raising the debt ceiling. They could have done any number of things except jacking around with all of our rights when it came to health care. But I am very – at first, I, I – 
at first, honestly, I was on the fence, but now I'm very right. optimistic simply because any, even our worst Republican candidate is better than the Democrats' best candidate, simply because none of their candidates have any experience in the private business sector. Not one of them. They have all exercised their economic theories in a Tupperware flesh environment of academia. And right. it shows you how well it works when you look at the statistics of how many people are actually employed and how we only and how we have 47 percent of Americans who don't even pay anything into the system. Dana, but I'm, the, I'm very yes, optimistic about it. Maybe therein lies the problem. You know, here I live in Chicago and Illinois, um, a one party system, one party state and not a single one of these Democrat office holders have ever held a job in the private sector. Um, you know, right. you know, right we're out right on the heels of this Blagojevich conviction. We they uh, reelect uh, Pat Quinn, who has Tony Resco, you know, uh, Tony Resco's former chief of staff as his new chief of staff. Okay, so I mean, like, you know, the, does the phrase, you know, they don't get it, um, you know, uh, you know, come to mind? It's, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to believe. I want to believe. But, you know, my concern is, you know, getting back to what you said, uh, that, um, you know, that the truth just does not apply to these people. They've got the media on their side. I know you're coming to Illinois uh, very, very soon for this right nation uh, conference. Can, can you stick around and, and let our listeners know how they can co- go to the conference, learn, you know, hear the speeches, get motivated? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to remember the website. I know. Yeah, that well, I'll tell you what, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come right back. If we can come right back from the break and, and let everybody know. Never fear, William J. Kelly is here. More with the Kelly Truth Squad after this. The Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, back to the Kelly Truth Squad. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly. And, um... As you all know, uh, Saving Democracy has been a pet project of mine for quite some time. Uh, And I'm joined by Dana Lash. Dana, are you still there? I am. Dana uh, is coming to town. You're going to be here in Illinois uh, for the Right Nation Convention with Andrew Breitbart and uh, and a number of other speakers. What's the website? How can people get their tickets? Um, you know what? I, I'm not involved in the organizing of oh, the event, so okay. I'm not quite sure. I well, then here's what we'll do, Dana. <laughs> we will go. Uh, you can go to <laughs> KellyTruthSquad.com, and we will link it up. So, uh, so you will. Yeah, I guarantee you, we are going to move some tickets. And uh, I just want to. I was going to issue a travel advisory for people not to come to Chicago, um, because honestly, it's more dangerous than than Iraq. I'm not even joking. Um, but uh, I mean, I, statistically, it's true. Uh, but um, but obviously, I don't want to hurt attendance at the Right Nation conference. So I, I'm going to hold off yeah. on uh, on uh, on issuing that travel advisory. But um, we were talking about. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, and um, you know what? The other thing that really surprises me uh, is that here you've got Whoopi Goldberg, and then you know Bill Maher, obviously, um, and they pass themselves off as comedians. This is another thing that finally has dawned on me is a humongous scam because neither of them are funny. 
which would be the first, uh, you know, you would think would be the first qualification to actually be a comedian or to be able to credibly call yourself a comedian. What, um, you know, do you think that we could just maybe just get away with running around saying, you know, incredibly nasty things about liberals if we just call ourselves comedians, Dana? They're depressians. They depress me. Yes. And nothing that they say, it's it's not funny. Like, if if I'm watching a comedian, I want to be entertained. I, I want... I want them to be funny. That's you know, either why I'm giving them my money or giving them my time. I want right. them to be funny and tell jokes and entertain me. I don't want them to depress me with their incomplete uh, knowledge about the political system. Or exactly. Or their butts and, and speaking that way. Dana, I mean, that's the other thing. You know, even when you hear these, you know, these liberal, I guess you could say, uh, you know, propaganda uh, spin doctors out there passing themselves off as comedians, I, you know, they, they never have their facts straight. In fact, they even make that part of the joke. You know, it's like, I, I, I got enough in history, but I do know one thing, and that is that, uh, yeah. you know, right. what? That's the thing that aggravates me. And John Stewart does this a lot. And he right. tries to say, well, I'm not a, I'm not a politician. You know, I'm just a comedian. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> As though that's some sort of cover that you right. can invoke in order to, to have to avoid responsibility for his, his remarks. But no, no, no. You open your mouth in politics. You are immediately signaling that you will be responsible for whatever comes out of your mouth afterwards, including the ire of people who are more knowledgeable. Exactly. And, and then, uh, you know, the flip side of that is if you're a conservative, you better be careful about, you know, like sneezing in public. You will be discredited, disgraced, uh, you know, forced to apologize, uh, we resign. We have to stop caring about that. We, we have to stop caring about that. Right. Do not allow people who hate you to the point where they would love to, uh, um, to, to detract from truth in order to get at you to set the rules for how the game is played. Exactly. Feel free to say whatever, however, whatever. Well, I'm, I'm a snot, though, so that's, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are my hero. I, I, um, I truly appreciate, you know, what you're doing and, um, I, I'm really looking forward to, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to right nation and it's a great honor. You know, whenever I get to, um, publish, uh, on, um, you know, big journalism and all of, uh, all of the, you know, the great, um, you know, opportunities to, to spread our message. And, um, it, it really is, you know, it, it really is a weird time that we're living in. I mean, you know, it's, it's just weird to see how, how unhinged and vicious and angry people like Marr and Whoopi Goldberg have become. And I guess to a certain extent, that probably means that they do sense that there's trouble on the horizon for them. Oh, absolutely. I, I wasn't alive during the 60s, as I know you weren't either, but we can pretty much, I think, go so far as to say that it's just like the 60s, except the people who wash themselves, listen to better music, uh, don't wear their, don't wear Birkenstocks, um, and, and work for a living and are productive, aka everything that a hippie is not. Right. Those are the people who are counterculture because exactly. the people who used to fight against the man were co-opted by the man. Right. So it's now we're the, we're the revolutionaries. We're the True. counterculture. We are the anti-man. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah. You know what? That's exactly right. And, you know, growing up in Chicago, I mean, literally, being a conservative or just being middle class was, you know, put me in this role of being, you know, portrayed as a, as an extremist or a radical. And, uh, and, you know, it really has, I guess, you know, been something that I've had to deal with my entire life. And, um, and, but, and I, and I, I realize that what you're saying is hundred percent true, that if you really want to be a radical or a, or a rebel, you have to essentially be conservative 
because all the people who run the universities, the entertainment industry, the media, they're they're all they're all liberals. Right, which is why we can't give up on arts and entertainment. And if people right. who are conservative are in arts and entertainment, they need to be they need to feel that they have the courage uh, to speak up and be open and honest about what they believe and who they are. Because one of the greatest mistakes that conservatives ever made was being apathetic and giving up on arts and entertainment. Because the two biggest ways that you get your message across are the capsules of entertainment and academia. And those yes. are the two means of distribution through which liberals like to perpetuate their ideology. We can't give up on those. Dana, thank you so much for saying that. I, I, I don't know... Um... If you know, I, I have a production company here in Chicago, and we produce inter, you know entertainment shows, upscale Chicago, um, you know, uh, sportsaholic, these different shows, and you yeah. know we've been viciously attacked by by liberals, and and really, right. you know, it's had our projects stolen out from under us, our 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 our, our the people right. who fund us, the people who sponsor us, you know, have been gone. Well, and, it's, a, it's yeah. a, my husband hands a, a production facility here in St. Louis, and they've been absolutely blacklisted. Right. Uh, because of me, because of what, and his business partner is a liberal atheist, so go figure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they've been, they've been blacklisted and attacked, smeared, right. defamed, libeled, slandered, because simply I speak out. But you know what? But like you said, if we work together, if we keep, uh, you know, if we keep up this fight, I, I think that we'll, you know, the, the, the types of shows or movies or, or, you know, festivals that we put on, or, you know, uh, will be, you know, will, will actually be more profitable. And right. and then we won't have to, you know, be in the situation where we either have to hide our beliefs or move to another state or something like this. You know, I, I refuse to give up. I refuse to move, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, one, one possible way to get like people like Bill Maher or, you know, to to become uh, to become conservative, it would be to like just start taxing like pornography or something, you know, then, then maybe that might actually turn him into a conservative. I don't know if any, I, I don't know if anything <laughs> could turn him into a conservative. I was thinking that that would be one foolproof way to do it. But, uh, but Dana, you are absolutely awesome. And we're lo- absolutely looking forward to seeing you at Right Nation 2012 here in Illinois. And uh, like I said, Al, all people have to do is go to kellytruthsquad.com and uh, we'll link them right through to your website and they can order their tickets and and um and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good to be back in Chicago again. Thanks though. Hey, thanks for uh thanks for being on the show and and you're welcome back anytime. Right, thanks so much. Take care. You too. Well, how about that, Brian? Dana, That's something. Dana Lash. She's uh, she is one of the rock stars of the conservative movement here in Illinois, or here in in the United States of America. You see, I I, I can't really think outside of uh, Illinois, which I have to start doing now that we're a national. You got to think big. You got to think big, especially now that we're syndicated and uh, and uh, now that I'm a national conservative spokesperson. You know what I mean? That that's why I p- should probably be a little bit more uh, careful about what I say and do. Because you know, right. media matters. They're following us. They're they're following our feed. That's what I that's what I found out. And um, they're out there. They they've what they've done is they've uh, George Soros. George Soros. <laughs> My old teacher at the International Academy of Broadcast, Fashion, and Video Games would be very very mad at me for not like pronouncing my uh, uh, George Soros has uh, been financing this uh, media matters to try to take down conservatives. And um, <clears throat> obviously, he's going after one of uh, my media mogul, um, uh, I guess you could say, colleagues, uh, Rupert Murdoch. 
and uh, and I think that they've got their sights set on the Kelly Truth Squad. So that's what that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm a little concerned about because uh, all they're going to have to do is find my YouTube channel, and that'll be the end of that. But um, but uh, at any rate, I'm just going to take Dana uh, La- uh, Lash's advice, and I'm going to simply um, be proud and unapologetic. We're just going to have to get out there and uh, keep fighting for democracy uh, and uh, fighting these, uh, these liberals um, on the beaches, in the, uh, on the streets, on the bike paths, um, which reminds me, I'm going to be uh, competing against uh, Rahm Emanuel in a triathlon. That's coming up August uh, 27th. Um, I am going to start training for that sometime soon. But uh, anyway, we will be right back with uh, more Truth Squad after this. Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next. Beat the bullies. Laugh in the face of danger. Fight for truth. Going where no conservative has gone before. It's time for the Kelly Truth Squad with William J. Kelly. The Truth Squad's Week in Review begins right now. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad Week in Review on the Truth and Broadcasting Network. I am William Kelly. And, um... Wow, we've uh, already had a pretty amazing show, and uh, we have a couple of events to look forward to now. The, um, but uh, we also have some very serious things to talk about as well. And um, I guess that's what makes our show different than other shows, is that we uh, sometimes we don't just uh, read the news, we make news. And we are going to make news with our next guest. Her, her name is Shelley Faulkner, and um, she has a horrific story to tell and you might ask yourself why haven't i heard this story anywhere else uh well maybe that's because the media only wants to tell one side of every story and um the what the the story that shelly has to tell is a story that you would only hear in a third world country okay but um i don't know maybe uh the obama plan is working and we are a, a third world country now uh, Brian, do we have Shelly on the line? Shelly, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Shelly, thank you so much for being with us. Um, I haven't really told our listeners exactly uh, the nature of uh, of your story. Um, obviously, it involves your, your 14-year-old daughter. Um, and um, if you could please just uh, bring our, our listeners up to speed, um, what happened to her at the hands of our, uh, our state uh, DCFS? Okay. All right. Thanks. And thanks for um, the opportunity. Um, I'm an Illinois mother. Yes. Uh, standing up you know, for Chloe, my daughter, and to expose the truth about the, the level of deterioration in our country and specifically here in Illinois. Yes, indeed. So I, I am standing up, like I said, this, this past year and a half, I've been fighting to save my daughter's life. Now, she was and, taken for, now, am I correct? She was taken from your home? Yes, that's correct. And According to an Illinois law, uh, commonly referred to as a Myra law. Okay. And um, it's Illinois Compiled Statute 705, Act 405. Um, it, it allows a 12-year-old or older to refuse to return home. Okay. And Chloe was, a, you know, pushing against rules in general. Her type 1 diabetes regimen, uh, we took it very seriously.
serious, but there were no alcohol, no drugs, no promiscuity. Okay. And they told her and encouraged her to refuse. So you, uh, so you were trying to keep your daughter on the straight and narrow. Uh, Fourteen years old, by the way. Okay. And um, she was thirteen. She was thirteen at the time too. She's fifteen now. Now, um, now she uh, did she have a boyfriend or anything like that when she was thirteen? Um, she had first. She had kissed a boy for the first time at diabetes camp. Okay. Uh, three months in August of '09. And so then, no um, no. and then she's taken from your home. And the the story that I that I've heard, and I obviously I want you to tell it tell it, um, is that uh, while in DCFS care, she was essentially well raped. Obviously, a fourteen year old cannot give uh, consent, and uh, and she re- she was returned to you pregnant. Um, is That's that uh, is that the story? Yeah, the first. Um the first alleged rape uh, was a friend of the foster mother's in custody, an alleged 20-year-old male, and that was in February 2002. Uh, like I said, August 2009 was the first time she ever kissed a boy. And, um, and then since then, there's been a total of three alleged rapes. Uh, the one October 12th was um, a Chicago ER called me uh, in the middle of the night, said they had my daughter with them uh, with a rape advocate. And, now, and, the, and um, this, is, this is while she was in DCFS custody. Or care, I should While say. While she was in state custody with our, uh, you know, ironically referred to as Child Protective Services. Wow. Yeah, George Orwell would be very, very proud. Um, here's the question. Um, did, uh, <laughs> you would think that after the first alleged rape that resulted in a pregnancy, uh, you would think that that would be like, okay, you know, game over. We're, we're not going to play this child protective custody uh, uh, shell game with your child anymore is he you know here she is we apologize did they apologize did they did they profusely apologize offer you to offer uh, any assistance that they could to try to somehow remedy and and make your your family whole again absolutely not yeah they're not even they didn't even recognize that first rape um, while we were in those hearings uh, subsequently. And in fact, they've taken her again, according okay. to the Myra law. So since we spoke, which was a couple, uh, you know, I guess a, a month ago, um, she has been taken into custody again. Uh, or I should say taken into, taken by the very people that were not able to protect her from being essentially gang raped. Am I, I mean, am I, am I, get, am I getting this right? Because sometimes I, I, sometimes I, I have to ask myself if, uh, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm missing something. Right. And, and I appreciate you just iterating it with that sort of passion because, um, it may be confusing to some people the way that I speak about this. Um, right. and I had to learn a lot or I, I, I chose. A oh, long sure. Time ago. Oh, sure. Yeah. Shelly, if you get upset, then they accuse you of being irrational. They accuse you right. of being uh, a terrible mother. My God, you can't even, you can't even, the fact that you can speak in complete sentences with not using a a string of profanity so foul that Rahm Emanuel would probably be surprised uh, means that you are possibly a saint, okay? Oh, thank you. Uh, um, That's what I think exemplifies is that it's not humanly possible, in my opinion, to have endured what we endure, but we are absolutely not victims. I am a victor. And it's only because of Christ that I stand. He has carried me for a long, long time. Well, I'm starting to wonder if maybe. Power, yeah. Well, I hate to say this, and and obviously I'm a I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic. I raised, uh, born and raised, and uh, so I'm just wondering. So I'm not saying this as a as a, as some kind of a uh, condemnation. But do you think it's because of Christ uh, that perhaps they have taken your child? Well, we've had a lot of um, we've had. 
we've had we've endured homeschooling discrimination, and in addition to the discrimination of our Christian faith, I was mocked by a caseworker on the stand at one time saying, uh, she said, all the mother would do is repeat, we will overcome this with God. We will overcome this with God. Well, I have a question. What, 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 were you? Did was Chloe ever? Uh, uh, and I, I just used your daughter's name on the air. I hope that's okay. Um, that's okay. Our, our website stand up for Chloe. Stand up for Chloe. Page, yeah. Thank you. Um, and uh, and is that the number four or stand up yeah, for Chloe? Stand up the digit four C H L O E. Got it. Um, now. I mean, what was Chloe ever gang raped uh, while she was being homeschooled? Um, thank God, you know. Thank God. I mean, the, uh, I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, we right, don't, we don't exactly. Have a crack house next door. We can't come up with a state. Uh, the state. Um, they often want for these families that that come into their uh, reach, mm-hmm. then they want to have a safety plan. They call it for the child to return home, uh-huh. and that. I guess I'll just stop there with that, but. But what I do say flippantly to people is that, I mean, we don't have a crack house next door. Can I right. guarantee my daughter? Well, it sounds like they sent you. I don't know who could. It sounds to me like they sent your daughter to a crack house. Uh, so they, they took her out of yeah, your we, house and they sent her to a crack house. Okay. In well, my we, opinion, we yeah, it sounds, that's that. what it sounds like to me. I'm, of course, I'm just being a yeah. comedian now, like Bill Maher. I'm just, right. I'm just using a little satire. Okay. But oh. um, it, sounds like, uh, do, it sounds like she was sent to a crack house. Um, a third world crack house. She was sent to a criminal infested, hellish like environment that our child protective system, our our child welfare system provides. Okay. And um, now I guess here's the thing. I'm sure you've seen the headlines recently. The state of Illinois is doing their very, very best to shut down these uh, Catholic adoption agencies because they will not comply with uh, some new law that says that, you know, children uh, should be sent to. Uh, you know, to homes that uh, Catholic, uh, traditional Catholic uh, organizations would uh, would not find to be um, a, a a family, a traditional family environment. Um, now, and yet they're they're more than happy to send your daughter to what uh, what sounds like a crack house. Right. Um, you so, know what? I just I, I, I think this illuminates the stories that have come yes. up lately. I've read those on the uh, you know in the media. Yes. And. I think it just illuminates, you know, exactly what I'm passionate about exposing, yes. and that is that the government, the state, state of Illinois, yes. is habitually asserting that its interest in our children supersedes that of our own as their parents. Yes. And well, so Shelley, they're, they're I, I just have to say this. God bless you. We are going to have you back on the show. We're not going to let this. We're not going to let this go. And we're going to be back with an expert who might have some solutions as to how to address this. Never fear, William J. Kelly is here. More with the Kelly Truth Squad after this. I'm President Barack Obama, and I'm here to tell you, whatever you do, do not, and let me be clear, do not listen to the Kelly Truth Squad. The Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Now, back to the Kelly Truth Squad. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly. And um, you know something? We've got a lot of things going on. And if you want to join us for any of these events and parties and picnics and parades, and oh my God, the list goes on and on. Just uh, go to that kellytruthsquad.com. 
Uh, you can click on the Not Just Talk events if you want to join us for the Cigar Night or the Karaoke Night or, or the Salsa Night. Uh, you can also go to uh, one of our road trips with us. Go canoeing down the... Uh, uh, down at uh, Sandwich, Illinois, or or uh, parachuting uh, out at Starve Rock. It's uh, there's a, a wide variety of things that you can do with the Truth Squad, uh, not just uh, not just the politics. We we like to have fun too, uh, and that's why I'm a little concerned that Media Matters has been following me like this because all they're going to have to do is just show up at our karaoke night, and and man oh man, I'm going to have to be apologizing and and uh, and resigning and going into hiding, and it's going to be a mess. What can I tell you? But, um, but you know what? We cannot be afraid. We just have to keep fighting. And uh, sometimes the, I think the reason why the media matters, the reason why they're so hateful against us, the reason why they, they want to stop us is because we don't just read the news. We make news, okay? We go out there and sometimes we mix it up with, uh, with these people. And I, I think that they're afraid because they can see that we, uh, we're not afraid to, uh, to fight back. And... Um, and we've got a guy um, on the show tonight who I've uh, long, I, I know him, I like him, I admire him, I read uh, everything he writes, and um, and I have a feeling that 2012 we are going to be working together to to really not only tell the truth but to fight for the truth. Warner, are you there? Warner. Warner Todd Huston, calling Warner Todd Huston. Are you there, brother? I heard a little something. There was like a little. Uh, there was like there was, Hey, Warner, you're not playing that one of those uh, one of those tricks on me right now, are you? No, now I can hear you. <laughs> For a second there, you weren't there. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, brother? Doing great now, Bill. <laughs> doing well. Hey, you, you can't. You, hey, if if we even like if we so much as blink, then the, all of the affiliates across the country they're all gonna they're gonna go into convulsions. Okay, they're gonna have uh, they're gonna have uh, one of those. Uh, um, where they're going to have one of those cardiac arrests, and I don't want to—I don't want that on my conscience. I don't want to be laying awake at night knowing that some poor uh, engineer in, uh, uh, you know, in Iowa, uh, you know, had a heart attack uh, because uh, because of our, you know, because of the Truth Squad. You know what I mean? But, I do know what you mean. But uh, anyway, hey, um, tell the people where they can read uh, read. Uh, I know you're on uh, all the big journalism and the big Hollywood and the big government and all that other kind of stuff, but but you are a media mogul in your own right. I guess I am, sort of. Um, my own home site is www.publiusforum.com. Yes. Uh, right now we're, we're down for some uh, server repair, so, ah. uh, but, but it will be back up shortly. You know what? I'm also on Chicago Now. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm on uh, um, uh, Right Wing News. I'm on Right pundits.com love it i'm on stop the aclu i mean i'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> i have a feeling that uh, maybe uh we got to look into the possibility that george soros is uh responsible for that uh publius forum uh there's some temporary yeah. glitches on that but uh but you know we're not gonna let that stop us no we, we're just gonna keep fighting we're gonna keep moving i'm not gonna let anything get me down even the um disapproving glances of uh of my fellow chicagoans chicago the greatest city in the history of the world. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, you are following a story that I think is a huge story, and it's an, it's a harbinger of things to come and very, very serious. Um, here in Illinois, DCFS is moving to try to shut down these Catholic adoption agencies. Um, and, 
you know, I just spoke with a mother whose daughter was gang raped in DCFS care. You don't see that screaming headline. You know, you always hear about, you know, uh, father, you know, you know, Mick, uh, you know, Feely from, you know, the 1950s that, uh, that did some terrible thing to a child. And, but you never, but you know, the truth of the matter is I don't think that there's enough space in the newspaper to, uh, to print the horrifying things that happen, uh, that just, that happened to this, that this woman's daughter, uh, that was just on our show. Uh, you know, and this was, this is ongoing. Okay. This is a crime in progress in my opinion, allegedly, allegedly. Okay. Um, so just explain for us a little bit, uh, what is, what, what is going on with this DCFS? What, what are they trying to, what are, what are they trying to pull here? Well, as you say, I mean, uh, there, there's all kinds of, uh, crimes against, uh, children going on right in DCFS, uh, sponsored by the government. Yeah. Right. Instead of rooting out that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of crime and that yes. kind of failure of her own office. Yes. Uh, of the state's office, Lisa Madigan, our attorney general, is attacking religious institutions that sponsor adoption agencies and things like that, right? Because they base some of their practices on their Christian religion, sure. which of course uh, goes against the gay agenda. So right. basically, that's what we're, we're what we're seeing here. We're seeing uh, the attorney general of the state of Illinois using her power to push a gay agenda and an anti-Christian, anti-religious uh, attack on these agencies. And, you know, the weird thing about it is that, I, that that is really what this is about. That's what this has all been building up to all the years of all this anti-Catholic bigotry splashed, you know, uh, trying to somehow run down the the faith and the, and the reputation of the Catholic Church um, as if, you know, the Catholic Church is responsible for all the, the horrific crimes of, of uh, mankind. You know, you've got, uh, you know, never mind the, you know, the Bolsheviks that, you know, raped and murdered, you know, hundreds of millions of people throughout the, you know, throughout their history. Uh, you know, it's the Catholic Church, you know, that that's really to be feared. Um, and uh, what I what I'd really like to know is, um, you know, do you think that Catholics or, or Christians or conservatives have it in them to finally recognize this and stand up and fight back? Or do you think that they've just been so browbeaten that they're just going to say, oh, yes, of course, um, whatever you say, we, we don't want to look like we're being divisive or hateful. What, what, what now, do you think? I, I, unfortunately, I think it's far more likely that we're going to see these, uh, these Lutheran, and it is Lutheran and other religious institutions, not just Catholic, right. but we'll, we'll see these kind of uh, uh, religious-based family and child services, uh, you know, adoption agencies and the like. They're just going to go away. You know, wow. they're, they're going to disappear because of the uh, the power, the iron-booted power of people like Lisa Madigan pushing their, their gay agenda and their anti-religious agenda. I, I doubt very sincerely whether we'll see some backbone coming up from these religious institutions. I, I think you're right. I think they are browbeaten to the point where they'll just close up shop and go away. And, and that'll be millions of children into the future that will not have the benefit of these loving, caring, you know, agencies Placing right. them with great homes. Yes, indeed. And, and um and you know, in what better way for the state to then control those children and their minds and their future votes and their future um, you know, dreams or ambitions. It, it's uh it's really you know, it's almost as if we lost World War Two. You know, I mean, it's like, wait a second, right. did we win the war? Or did we lose it? You know, we won well, it. We the Cold War anyway. Yeah, there you go. You know, we won the war, and then and then now, uh, hey, here we are. Uh, you know, later. Can I ask you to stick with me here? Because I want to talk to you about how we might be able to fight back against these people. 
Okay, great. Thank you, brother. Never fear, William J. Kelly is here. More with the Kelly Truth Squad after this. Hey, Barack Obama again. You know, uh, President of the United States. Now, I thought I told you not to listen to the Kelly Truth Squad. What are you doing? Now, back to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad. I am William Kelly, and uh, very, very honored and thankful to be here to talk about the truth one place in america where where you can hear the truth uh, and um you can also find the truth at kellytruthsquad.com that's where you can find out about all of our events and um i i also have uh, the opportunity to enjoy writing a little column at the washington times community section that's where you'll find it uh it's the bill kelly truth squad and i recently wrote a column about this guy named bill maher this guy passes himself off as a comedian, and yet he's not funny, which I think is kind of, uh, I think that there's something really, I think there's something untruthful about that. There's a, cer- there's a certain, um, there's a certain um, what do they call that, uh, truth in advertising? Um, but uh, at any rate, he's certainly, um, I think, a very unhappy man. And so I've come up with uh, 10 ways that I think we can try to, uh, to turn his, his life around. Okay. Or, well, one way actually, and that is to um, find him the right woman. And uh, hey, Warner, are you still there? I'm here. Warner, if you could just stick with me for a minute here, I, I'm supposed to do this. Uh, this uh, at the top of the hour, I gotta uh, uh, plug this uh, Washington Times community column. Okay. Go for it. I came up with uh, uh, ten good reasons why Bill Maher and Casey Anthony should uh, get a have a celebrity hookup. Are you ready for this, Warner? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, do we have a drum roll? <laughs> we might have a drum roll by the time we get to uh, number one. But right now we got number 10. So I'll just read slow uh, until Brian finds the drum roll. <laughs> number 10. She thinks she's sexy. He thinks he's funny. Warner, you can jump in there anytime you want. Laugh, comment. Uh, number nine. Okay. <laughs> only, not, only 12 people in the country think she's innocent. Bill Maher has about 11 people who think he's relevant. 12 if you count him. That's a good one. That is true. And he's one of them, right? Exactly right. And then then number eight. She likes to blame imaginary women named Zanny. He likes to blame imaginary rich people not named Pelosi. That would be number eight. true. Um, true. Number seven. She was just offered a job in the porn industry. And he likes to date the porn industry. That's number seven. Um, and, and by the way, I think I have an idea for how we can get uh, Bill Maher to become a conservative, Warner. Are, are you curious what that might be? Well, I, 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 I couldn't even imagine. Uh, we uh, tax the porn industry. Uh, tax pornography. 
He, that that means anyway. he will become a fiscal conservative. That that's I, you know whenever I like I, I say hi how I'm William Kelly and people say oh I love your show I, I just have to say I'm a fiscal conservative. I just think well what does that mean exactly that you uh, that that you you care about fiscal issues but uh, the rest of it can just go straight to hell. Is that what you're trying to tell me right there? Um, but anyway I don't know. Um, and uh, where was I? So number six. <laughs> now we're going in reverse. Uh, number six, he believes in abortion. Apparently, she believes in abortion as well. Oh. It would seem to be extra late-term abortion, allegedly, from what yeah, I can tell. Yeah, very late-term. But uh, hey, you know, uh, with liberals, you never know. Um, number five, um, Anthony Weiner was occupied. Did, did you hear that um, I, I, uh, I got thrown out of the Old Town School of Folk Music, Warner? I'm not even joking about this. Um, I went for the open mic night, mic, <laughs> open mic night um, and, uh, and uh, I, I sang my new, uh, my new uh, parody song, Mr. Uh, Wiener Man. You, you want to hear a little bit of it right now? Here we go, folks. Hey, Mr. Wiener Man, send your tweet to me. <laughs> it goes on, but it gets pretty raunchy. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they threw me out because they're social conservatives and they didn't want to hear raunchy things. Um, okay, number four. Uh, Charlie Sheen won't stop saying winning. Ugh. You see, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, number three, morality, schmorality. That, that would be number three right there. I think um, that's the whole liberal world there. That is the liberal philosophy summed up in a, in one in one phrase. Uh, number two, she is a convicted liar who will be set free. Bill Maher butchers the truth and goes free every night. Uh, you see, th these are the things that they have in common. Just in case uh, anyone tuning in um, is wondering what the hell we are talking about, okay? And. Uh, and by the way, uh, do we have that drum roll or no? Uh, we don't need a drum roll. That, that, that's too cliche. We like to break the rules here. Um, number one, Casey Anthony's new tattoo reads, good thing hell doesn't exist. There you go. Um, oh, we got the drum roll anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Post-production. Anyway, so. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll have that in later. Right? <laughs> there you go. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you something right now. We, uh, you know, we, we have this media empire. We're out there trying to tell the truth. I know, you know, George Soros and his media matters. Uh, so they're, they're, they're following our feed. They're trying to, they're trying to come up with something to take, uh, to take us down. I, I know, uh, I know exactly where, where, where they should be looking is my YouTube channel. Um, but, uh, but I'm not, you know, I mean, I, I don't have anything to hide. It's uh, it, we, we live in this world now where everything is just right out there. Okay. And um, I'm going to tell you something right now. We are going to have an event that you are invited to. It, uh, we are going to do, uh, we're going to have a showing of, uh, of the Sarah Palin movie, Undefeated. And um, I have a feeling that this could turn into one of our like disco uh, demolition moments, okay, here in the city of Chicago. Because obviously you're going to have a lot of really, really, really passionate uh, patriotic Americans who love America mixing in with uh, with these flash mobs of uh of gun uh gun toting uh heavily armed uh rapists murderers tax collectors and um and you know and god only knows what could happen warner you know what i'm saying oh yeah 
So, uh, so this might be, and, and, uh, you know, actually it was just the, uh, just last week was the anniversary of disco demolition, which, which actually got me interested in becoming uh, a broadcaster. I was a big he- uh, fan of the, the legendary broadcaster, Steve Dow. I actually got a chance to, to be work at the same radio station as him, uh, WCKG, when it was an, the only FM talk station in Chicago. And I got to meet my hero, Steve Dow, and I got to be incredibly d- d- disillusioned and depressed to find out that he hated me. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of that, curiously enough, right now, Janet Dahl, Steve's wife and I have been going back and forth hating each other on Chicago Now in her comment section on her page. So I think I know Is that what right? Well, I think I, yeah. I, you know, that's really funny that you would say that. Um, uh, here's a guy, Steve Dow, okay? A guy that I, I admired, I was looking forward to working at the same station as him. He would go on the radio every day and call me an idiot on the air. And at first I got very, very, very hurt by this. And then I got angry. And then I bit my tongue. And I'll tell you why. Because I started getting text messages, you know, all all day from people saying, hey, he, Steve Dahl's calling you an idiot again. And, uh, and then I realized, wow, you know, people are starting to know my name. And they're starting to have an adverse reaction to Steve Dow because he's acting like such a jerk. And now here's a guy, Steve Dow, who got paid a million dollars to stay home from CBS. Yeah. And now he's oh, charging $10 from people who are, trying to, who are literally uh, financially strapped, trying to stay in their homes. And Steve Dow is charging them $10 for his podcast. Let me tell you something. It's on, Steve Dow. It's on. Okay. The the truth squad. I, I, I would guess. I would guess the truth squad probably has more uh, listeners than uh, Steve Dow did. You know on what? Radio station I, at the end there. The, the fact of the matter is, whenever I bring up Steve Dow's name, people say to me, "Really? Is he still alive? Is he? Is that guy still alive?" <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Uh, but but I will say this. Uh, I will say this. It's on Steve Dow. You know, you were my hero. I looked up to you. I admired you. But um, but you know the way you've conducted yourself, and then now charging your your fans ten dollars in this economy so that you can sit in your basement and do a podcast uh when you when you got paid a million dollars to sit at home uh that that is uh you know what that 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 is something that you'll never see on the truth squad kellytruthsquad.com that's where you go for the not just talk events and our our parties hey warner stick with us uh we'll be right back after this Right on, America. More with the Kelly Truth Squad coming your way next. Okay, it's Barack again. And I see that you're still listening to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth and Broadcasting Network. Yeah, thanks a lot, folks. Now back to the Kelly Truth Squad. On the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kelly Truth Squad Week in Review. I am William Kelly, and um, I am joined by a good friend of the show, uh, Warner Todd Huston from uh, Publius Forum, and obviously everywhere else that matters, that, that's really important uh, in, in, in the world of journalism today. Uh, Warner, are you still there? I'm here. Thank you know, you're you, talking about Mr. Dahl on the, before the break, and and I mentioned that I've been sort of going around with his wife on tw- on uh, <laughs> on the Chicago outside. The thing that's amusing about it is is uh, she was attacking Rush Limbaugh, and 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 
saying how bad it was that he was on the air, and I'm laughing at her hypocrisy right. for the fact that she's made millions of dollars over the years from her husband who indulged his freedom of speech on the radio, and here right. she is attacking someone else's freedom of speech on the radio. God that bless is you. hypocrisy, what well, is? God bless you, brother. You know what? Um, I, you know, th- let her know that we have put the challenge t- uh, to Steve Dahl now. Okay, you know, here's here's the thing about being a conservative in in Chicago or just, well, you know, being a middle class American in the city of Chicago is you get used to being attacked and then you get and then you start to think uh, that you better just keep your mouth shut. Well, you know what? That's not going to work anymore. And and when I was at WCKG, I was trying to play by the rules. I'm trying to, like, get along and, you know, keep my views to myself and just be an entertainer and. You know, and then with uh, Upscale Chicago, our Emmy Award winning show, and you know that you know was on air in, here in Chicago for so many years. And and what and what what do I get for it? Steve Dow goes on the radio and calls me an idiot. Uh, you know, tries to get me run out of the station, and uh, and I realize now there's no winning. With, you know, with with uh, with people, you know, with these kind of people. Bottom bottom right. line, let's face it, there's no winning with these people. Okay, they're unfair. They, uh, you know, and they have no shame, no conscience. You know, this guy gets paid a million dollars to stay at home and do his podcast. And now uh, he has the, the audacity to say to people who are struggling to stay in their homes, okay, in this economy, to pay him $10 for his podcast. The Kelly Truth Squad will never charge you for a podcast. Okay, you can uh, go to kellytruthsquad.com. You know what? Let's shut down this Steve Dow nitwit once and for all. Okay, Let, let's let's make it perfectly clear. We will fight them on the internet, on the airwaves, on the blogs. I feel I, I feel like Winston Churchill right now. Okay, we will fight them. We will we will win, and because we're real Chicago, we we've got the real heart, the real soul, the real humor. This guy, he's, he reminds me of like Bill Maher, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, he he kind of looks like, uh, he, he's kind of like a hybrid of, of Bill Maher and Whoopi Goldberg. And you know what they all have in common? They're not funny, okay? They call themselves comedians, but they're not funny. Um, and um, that's just my opinion, allegedly. Um, but uh, here's the bottom line. If you go to kellytruthsquad.com, you can come out and have a good time with us. Hit that not just talk uh, uh, tab, okay? Every night of the week, we're out somewhere. Karaoke night, salsa night, our cigar society. Where we are not, we don't try to put ourselves above other people. We go out and actually have a good time with people, okay? And we don't even ask them what their political affiliation is or anything like that. They can just hang out and have a good time with us. You know what I'm saying, Warner? I sure do. But um, yeah, it, it, it's really crazy, and uh, and we also use our show for good. Okay, um, I'm I've, uh, I'm going to be raising money for the Rehab Institute of Chicago, uh, uh, the Chicago Triathlon, uh, August 27th. You know who else is going to be in that triathlon? Uh, um, um, uh, Warner. Let, let's see if you I can rec- uh, here play the uh, play that clip. Let's see if uh, Warner can guess who who uh, who I'm going to be competing against. You August never 20th. want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that is oh, an opportunity to do things shirt. that you think you could not do before. That's right. We. Hey, is he going to wear? Is he going to wear his tutu while he runs this time? I'm, you know I'm what? Kind of wondering about. That. You know that that's a good point 
because um, <laughs> because when he found out that I was the Truth Squad was going to be there, not only uh, to cover the event, but actually to participate in the event and raise some money for a charity, um, he uh, he he claims now that he twisted his ankle. Do you believe that? Ah, the old twisted ankle routine. <laughs> the old twisted ankle routine. You know, and uh, and you know, and here's the weird thing. You know, we've done these sport challenges before, and these liberals always end up just being the complete, uh, you know, just really being wusses. Okay, so I think I can say that on the air, right? I think. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, one thing I do know is when we char, uh, we we got a, we we challenged uh, Janulius to a a, cha- a a boxing challenge for charity for the Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. It's a it's an annual event where uh, where amateur boxers get in the ring for for kids for charity and um we actually got la boxing to be a sponsor of ours uh of, uh, of us twenty thousand dollars all uh Janulius would have had to do is get in the ring for three one minute rounds and this guy totally wimps out i guarantee you he would have won the the u.s senate race had he gotten in the race and shown a little humanity uh, instead he has to go out and uh and lose money lose money for the bright start, you know, for the kids uh, scholarship fund, and uh, and he won't even he won't even try to win a little money for these uh, mercy home for boys and girls. And then we challenged Blagojevich. Uh, I'm sure you remember to a drag race, uh, ten thousand dollars for his legal defense fund. And um, and he not only does he not accept, but uh, but uh, he he ends up getting convicted of uh, I don't know I'm I'm no attorney, but it seems like five thousand uh, felonies or something. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you, these liberals, they, they would, I, I think that there's a, I think that if they, if they try to duck out on these charity, uh, these sport challenges for charity, I think that there's like a curse, the truth squad curses on them and then they end up losing and, and, uh, and bad things befall them. Well, you know, with Janulius's connection to the mob, my guess is he wouldn't fight you because he couldn't get it fixed. Ah, you know what? That That's is like that is an interesting theory, Warner. And um, my God, that is that is why I'm so happy to have you as a member of the Truth Squad here. Because uh, first of all, you can probably get to the bottom of, the, of 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 these stories that you know they go right over my head. I'm so naive. I'm such a good-natured kind of you know like an idealist. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then also, if anything ever happens to me, if all of a sudden I'm like uh, dead or missing, then hopefully you'll investigate and find out what the heck happened to me. That's exactly. Now, if, if anyone kills you, you tell me right away, and I'll write a great story. On it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, I, I would love to read the comments on that story, uh, Kelly. <laughs> you know, that that would be an interesting. Uh, that would be a very, very, very. Um, that would be a strange, uh, a, a strange uh, story that I would be reading from heaven. I, I would be reading. Uh, I, I'd be reading that story. Uh, hopefully, up in heaven. I don't know. I, I don't want to be presumptuous over here, but. Um, but let me let me tell you something, Warner. There's a lot going on here in Illinois, and we're trying to have fun. We're trying to do events. We're trying to raise money for charity. But we also have to do something for uh, you know for the for the people that are suffering. Um, uh, are you familiar with the story of uh, Chloe Faulkner? Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, it's a horrific story. We just had uh, Chloe's mom on uh, Shelley on uh, on the show, and um, this is. Uh, this is a story that has to get out, especially in light of what's going on with uh, with DCFS here in Illinois. Um, I'm I'm gonna I, I gotta count on you. I gotta count on you know some activists. I gotta count on some people to actually come out and uh, and stand up for Chloe um, and uh, and uh, and and tell her story and let people know that no, it's not the Catholic Church that is somehow the great threat to uh to our families it's uh it's the state 
Uh, what What are your thoughts? Well, and, and that's exactly it. I mean, here here we have uh, uh, our state reaching out to attack religions when they haven't even cleaned up their own backyard, right? Yes. I mean, there, there's so much endemic waste, fraud, and, and outright criminality right in our own government, and they're looking outward instead of inward. Right. Well, and, and you know, you, and you have to ask yourself, I mean— the, the eternal question living here in Illinois is, are they really that stupid? Are they ignorant? Are they incompetent? Or are they doing it on purpose? Is this actually part of their design? Um, what are your, now, what are your thoughts on that? Because maybe I'm a little bit too close to the problem. What, 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 are, what are your thoughts? Are, do, do these liberals, do they actually do the things that they do in government um, because they're just nitwit idiots or because... They are ag- this is actually part of their design to take down, you know, a Catholic, uh, the Catholic Church, or or the the the, uh, the patriotism, or the or the faith in the family. Well, at the very least, in this particular case of the DCFS that we're talking about here, uh, it, it seems to be a concerted effort, not wow. just happenstance, you know. Right. Because uh, as I as we were talking about earlier. Um, Madigan went after all these uh, these child care agencies, these yes. religious-based child care agencies, based on one letter about one agency. Wow. One letter from one agency was enough for her to, uh, was an excuse for her to go flying out there and attacking, you know, five, six, seven agencies that had nothing at all to do with the person that had a problem uh, who sent a letter to the, uh, the, the, the attorney general. Well, Warner, so it's obvious that yeah. she had an agenda ahead of time. Well, Warner, God bless you. Thank you for being on it. Thank you for being on the Truth Squad. Go to kellytruthsquad.com to find out where you can uh, meet up with us out in, in the, the great city of Chicago. And we'll be back with more Kelly Truth Squad next week. Now back to the Kelly Truth Squad on the Truth in Broadcasting Radio Network.